to another eventful episode of the Kubuntu podcast. Now we are uh, we're getting better at this all the time. Every show is a new experience where we've got something new to play with. Um, so we've got a few new things going on today, but let me get right into it. So uh, welcome aboard. Great to see you all. We'll tell you a bit more about what's going on. I'm Rick Timmis and uh, joining me today, I've got my good co-host, Aaron Honeycutt. How are you, mate? All right. A little bit sick, but I'm here. Good stuff. Good stuff. Bit of a tragedy at the moment. Ovidiu Florin Bogdan is not with us, and that might be my fault, and I might be in lots of trouble. But maybe he might just turn up. We hope he will. Uh, but another special supply, surprise for you is because I want to welcome our uh, very special guest joining us this evening. We've got Marius Gripsgard. Marius, hello, mate. Great that you're here. Delighted to have you on as a guest. How are you? I'm excellent, Rick. I excellent to see you here too fantastic fantastic well we're really delighted that you could take some time to come and join us here um so we're really pleased about that let me give you uh, give those uh, listening to the show a quick 30 second summary of what we're going to be getting into today so uh marius is going to be joining us in the in focus section and we've got lots of really cool interesting uh, information about the ubiports project all to do with ubuntu on mobile devices um obviously we've got uh, we've had the developer team and we've been talking to them so we've got some developer news for you as well uh, we've got a new segment of course for our linux gaming which aaron is going to take us through uh, we've got all the news and of course some listener feedback and of course we've also got this new platform that we're working on so if you're watching this on the live stream then uh, jump to the google plus account you can find that we're actually using our big blue button system which we talk about in the sponsorship and you can find links to that and of course that means that you can come down here and join us in in the Kubuntu podcast studio. We've got a video link, audio link, and chat links. Uh, so do feel free to pop in, drop by. And of course, for you guys who are here with us in the studio right now, it means you can ask us questions and you can direct foolish people like me that don't stay on the script and say, shut up, Rick, stay on the script. All right. So let's catch up with everybody for a brief moment and find out what everybody has been up to since the last show so let me start with you aaron um how's things been going with you and what have you been working on since we last saw you um on my i've been working on my app uh you cycle for you want to touch with some somewhat success so uh -huh. far i the setting page sets the location that you can specify with zip code if you're in the us or by city um oh do we want to talk about the load node thing now or for this i know no, no uh, you can uh let me just have a look at the show notes and see where you've got that uh i thought you've got that in the show notes yeah so yeah yeah tell us uh, we've got a segment for this as well so we'll cover it from a uh, from a uh, from the other angle but i don't want to give the game away so you tell us what's this linode thing what have you been up to so when i went to self uh last month I had mm -hmm. already been talking with Linode about a sponsorship for Kubuntu to use some of their VPS, uh, VPS or two for for Dojo and for packaging. And yes. they pushed my requests, and now we have a year sponsorship from Linode. Ooh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now that we like a whole year of sponsorship for uh, some service for us to use for the community for building and packaging. Is that what you're saying? Yep, with a huge 384-gigabyte SSD, um, All right. 24 gigs of RAM, uh, 2 terabytes up and 2 down, I believe, of traffic. All right, so can we install Jenkins on it? <laughs> uh, I'm going to point you at Phil for that one, because he's going to maintain dicing uh, that up for everybody. Okay, right. So Phil's going to take care of that. Oh, magic. Okay, well, that's that's really awesome news, actually. And um, we'll cover that a little bit more in the sponsor section because we've got some uh, information about Linode as well that we want to tell people about uh, about what they're doing for us. But uh, that's absolutely awesome, Linode. Thank you very much. Uh, we in the Kubuntu community, our fellow friends, really appreciate that kind of support. 
um it's uh, you know that uh, that equipment is really important for the things that we do and uh, it's going to be well used and put to good use to help us in the community uh, so that's really really cool and uh, well done to you Aaron as well for getting out there and negotiating that um, let me just investigate that for a little bit how, how did that conversation get about how did you get switched on to that and how did you manage to blag that uh, blag them into doing it I was already using Linode since last year when I went to self and they gave me uh, they gave everyone who signed up $50 credit with their email so I started using them and they, they're fantastic with their traffic. I get almost about 700 and 800 megabits up and about 100 down, which is fantastic okay. for me. And SSDs are super quick, and they mirror everything. They mirror the whole Ubuntu archive, so you can just download an update right from their servers versus going all the way to UK. And so they, did you find it um, did you find it difficult to get that to, to get that conversation going or did you just talk to them on the southeast linux fest stand and say hey hey guys how about giving us some free stuff for for kubuntu i actually i believe i tweeted to them about a sponsorship and then they directed me to their ticketing system and got into talks with them and it and it worked out now After you know what now a week or two now that's really great if we could um i mean the fact that you managed to generate that sponsorship and that interest in our community just from a, a twitter tweet to a company um you know it shows you what uh, other people in the community could do if they uh, if they wanted to just tweet somebody for whatever the resource might be i don't i can't think of anything off the top of my head but sometimes you know because we are a, an open voluntary community and we bring such a lot of value back in terms of the operating system that we put together and produce i think that people in the tech world would respond quite favorably to us and uh, yeah clive uh, says uh, here in the chat says stickers yeah stickers printing uh, maybe people could do some uh, some gifts like t-shirts or things like this that we could uh, put out in competitions and things like that so if uh, you guys out there in the community have got any ideas for those kinds of things then uh, don't tell us this uh, here in kubuntu it's a duocracy so go and blag some gear and fetch it here <coughs> video knows about that <laughs> <laughs> all right that's cool 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 that's really excellent okay so uh so have you got a commit of you cycle at the moment is there is the app have you got a, an initial version or how far away f are you with that uh what you cycle mm -hmm. now that i finally got it to uh set a location as a variable and update the page i finally got around to making an icon for it too Okay, um, so it's nearly there. Either. Yeah, it's getting close. I don't have a release out yet. It's still, it's not a 1.0 release yet. All right, all right. Okay, good stuff. Well, we'll look forward to that, and I'm sure there'll be plenty in the community that will test it once you've got it going. I'll certainly give it a go. I'll load it on one of my devices. You just let me know when it's ready. All right, all right so um, uh, have you been up to anything else whilst we, since we've seen you last, or uh, has that kept you largely busy? Uh, that's been, well, I started testing around with Unity 8 on my laptop. Mm hmm And that's been tons of fun trying to get Terminal to be installed. Okay. It just comes with the browser and that's it. <laughs> <laughs> as, as Michael Hall said, I'm dog-fooding it now. Trying to yeah. get him out of Doesn't it. <laughs> Yeah, there's a lot, lot to be said for that. Good stuff. All right. So uh, we'll obviously know a video with us right now. And uh, obviously can ask Marius uh, what he's been up to since we last saw him, because this is his, uh, his uh, inaugural visit to the show. But um, let me just ask you a couple of questions about where you're coming to us from, though. So whereabouts in the world are you, Marius? I am in the cold Norway. Norway, okay, yeah, all right, awesome country, good stuff, good stuff. And um, I know you've been uh, you've been along to uh, we've had uh, your um, your company a couple of times on uh, at a couple of the Kubuntu parties, and uh, so we've got to got to get to know you a little bit. And uh, and uh, do you have you been following the podcast here as well? Yeah, actually, I have been seeing some on YouTube uh, when I was browsing around. Uh, I also was here um, on the Ubuntu Online Summit. Uh, I joined the podcast. 
Yes, that's right. I remember that. I remember that. Um, that's good stuff. All right. So um, I'm just going to um, post a link to where's Zoe asking? He was asking, when does it start? Now, there we go. Sorry, just to put that into the chat window um, as to where to come to. All right. So, well, we're going to come back to you and spend uh, quite a lot more time with you. And I know we've got a few questions lined up. Uh, for people there in the audience or people watching the live stream or people on uh, in the, uh, the, the IRC, uh, which is uh, hashtag Kubuntu hyphen podcast or anybody in uh, Kubuntu itself on IRC. Um, if you want to know specific questions about the UbiPorts project, which is what Marius is working on, then do pop them into the chat or give us a nudge on IRC, and uh, we'll make sure that we speak more to Marius about that and get your questions answered. Or, of course, better still, come on down to the Big Blue Button studio, join us on the podcast, and you can ask Mario yourself. Okay. So, uh, well, a couple of things that I've been up to uh, recently that interested me quite a lot. Um, I've been using uh, Let's Encrypt to set up some HTTPS websites. I launched a new uh, website uh, just earlier this year, and i actually been working on it in the background, and I've got it live. One of the things that I really love to do is I love to travel around in a motorhome. My family have got a motorhome, and we go and drive around the place and visit different things. And uh, I wanted to set up a group, a community for that, so I set up uh, something called the Motorhome Club dot net and uh, i built a website for that and a community around it and so on and so forth and uh, i'd been using let's encrypt for that <clears throat> and uh, the point i wanted to mention was just wanted to make mention to this and there is a link in the show notes as well about um this there was a trademark brand to do with let's encrypt and uh, basically which was a challenge from the komodo group and uh, that's all been going through the courts and uh, the thing that I wanted to mention here was really the power of community because obviously Let's Encrypt are a voluntary organization. I know they're quite big in our community, but in, in the global world, in the, in the multinational global world, big corporations like Komodo are quite a challenge. Well, uh, the link, as you'll see in the show notes, tells you that Komodo Group have now ceased and desisted. So they, they've, uh, they're going to um, not challenge the trademarks for Let's Encrypt. And, uh, and that means that that nice free https uh system that they've got is uh, uh has been a great success and it's it's one up for the community and uh, so i was really pleased to see that and um it'd be rude of me not to make mention and i'm going to be very careful how i do this um but uh, obviously here in the uk we had a big referendum. It's been really crazy busy for the last month. There's been nothing on the television, on the news, except whether you're going to vote in or out or shake it all about or maybe you'll do the okie-cokie or whatever it might be. And uh, it's been total bonkers land, almost complete hysteria. And uh, that's taken up lots and lots of uh, time, my personal time as well, because it's something I'm, I'm particularly been interested in and been involved in that community as well. So I've been heavily involved in that and uh, even started making some uh, YouTube videos again uh, to try to uh, put some messages out there. So that's been, um, well, actually, uh, actually been great fun. I find uh, uh, that uh, I find politics very interesting and can be quite challenging. And uh, although there are plenty out there that wouldn't describe it as fun but that's what i've been doing and uh, and it's been keeping me very very busy okay right let me just make mention of our sponsor so we'll go into our sponsor segment just want to uh, make a mention of we've been having a really lot of success with the big blue button platform which has been um, provided to us by fred dixon and his team from big blue button and um those of you that have attended the uh, kubuntu parties you will have seen our big blue button and of course now if uh, you want to come and join the podcast you can experience it as well and see it in action um basically it provides a full video audio presentation screen share and whiteboard to whiteboard tools with chat rooms and voice and audio bridges cameras etc uh effectively an online virtual studio that's primarily targeted at teaching and for use in classrooms and education and we do use it like that and i'll tell you a bit more about the kubuntu dojo in the news section um 
but um, they've been really, really great in providing that for us and hosting it for us. So we're very grateful to Fred Dixon and the team over at BigBlueButton.org. Please do go check out their project and uh, tell them that you heard about them from us here at the Kubuntu Podcast. Okay, so <clears throat> now, without... Uh, there seems to be very little in Kubuntu news at the moment, um, probably because we've still been reeling from um, show 13. I don't know if anybody's even had a chance to see show 13. It, it may well be, guys, that uh, that show 13 actually doesn't exist. Um, but it, it was like something out of a Halloween movie trying to get show 13 together. I mean, it was just total facepalm. Um You've never seen the likes of it, but we have got the show. We do have a recording of it and we will be sorting that out and we'll get it up for posterity and laughs and comedy on the, uh, on the website in due course. One item of news that I wanted to talk about though is, uh, the Kubuntu dojo. So as you know, uh, here at Kubuntu, we're trying to grow the community and, uh, there is lots of work to be done and loads of opportunities. And, uh, what we wanted to do was to create a training environment or a training program so that, uh, new people to the Kubuntu system and to packaging Ubuntu packages and also packaging KDE software could get involved. So we have set up a once a month dojo, which is a training program. You can find out information about it on the website and links will be in the show notes. We had Kubuntu dojo number two, which was the last one just last week. And uh, we took a look at Debian packaging and we successfully actually uh, built and packaged a couple of things from their source code and got some, uh, got some function at something's functioning um so um we'd be delighted if you wanted to come along and join that so far we've now grown the uh the launchpad kubuntu ninjas group uh up to about 14 people that are in that group now that are training and um and uh, some people have gone on beyond that as well uh so i understand if I understand it correctly, one of our yellow belt new ninjas, Asheron UK, has just graduated to become a full ninja for uh, Kubuntu packaging. So um, absolutely great news and congratulations to you, Asheron UK. OK. I don't have any more news in the uh, Kubuntu section, probably because administ the administration team I've been very slack. But do you have any Kubuntu news for us, uh, Aaron? Have you got anything else you want to add in this section? Uh, do we... Mm. You don't have to make anything up, don't worry, and, and don't feel like you're on the spot. If you haven't got anything you want to bring, that's absolutely fine. It's my fault for not getting it organised. Um, I promise that I will try harder and do better next time. Okay. Let's jump into... Uh, our elevator picks. This is the section that we had uh, introduced a couple of shows ago. And this is where we get a chance to pick an app. Now, Ovidiu's not here right now, so uh, he can't uh, tell us. Um, but <clears throat> I wonder whether you got a chance to find anything interesting in the, um, in the software center that you've had a chance to have a play with, Aaron. I haven't looked recently, but I can recommend. Uh, can't, can't pronounce the name right. It's basic. There's a GNOME preview Quake. It's a drop-down terminal. It's a KDE port of it. Oh yes, G U A K E Quake. I think it's pronounced, isn't it? Yeah. Cool, cool. All right, okay. And have you been using that yourself? Do you use that now? I. I used to use it i just every time i reinstall i haven't gotten around to installing it yet <laughs> that's my okay my things i need i need to get that i particularly like to use it's very helpful with f12 and i think it'd be even more useful now that i have a micro keyboard that has uh five different buttons on them okay well um so uh i just got a uh 
Just got a quick message uh, from Ovidiu there who said uh, he doesn't think he's going to make it. That is my fault again. Terrible shoddy admin uh, for the last show because, of course, didn't publish show 14 or give any dates from it. So um, my bad, and I'm really sorry about that, uh, Ovidiu, and my apologies. Well, um, I did look in the uh, Software Discovery Center, and uh, I've used this tool. Well, I haven't actually used this tool in anger. I wish I knew about this tool when I was making uh, an animation with my children. So uh, I made a little Lego animation with my children, um, and uh, which we made about a 30-second video with some music and stuff. And uh, by taking lots and lots of pictures on my um, on my mobile phone, keeping the phone still, and then doing, you know, stop-motion animation with these pictures. And eventually afterwards, I thought to myself, oh, I wonder if there is some tool in the Discovery Center for that. So I went to the Discovery Center, and I typed animation and i found a qt application called stop motion uh stop motion describes itself as a simple animation creator and in short it is ace absolutely brilliant piece of kit um you can connect your little webcam stand it up on a box set your environment up and this thing will um allow you to take uh, photos one at a time and uh, it'll allow you to set the timeline and the frame rate and uh, and, and obviously pe peg out the pictures that you need. It will show you that on the timeline. But also what's really cool about it is it has a ghosting, like an onion skin type effect. So what this allows you to do is it allows you to superimpose the current image from your webcam as live stream video onto the previous image frame. So, of course, if you're moving models around or, or moving the scene around, you can see precisely how much change is going to take place in the next frame. Um, then you can uh, obviously hit the, the, the uh, snapshot button and it takes a picture and then moves along to the next. So it makes making stop motion animation um, much simpler and, uh, and it's absolutely great fun. To have a have playing around and um so if you've got um you know a little uh, portable webcam or even uh you know something like that you can plug in have a look at stop motion simple animation creator you find it in the uh, discovery center on kubuntu and um, have hours of fun what would be amazing is uh, if somebody was out there in the community maybe wanted to make uh, a little stop motion animation um perhaps for the kubuntu podcast and uh, share with us or share it on youtube um that'd be really awesome and uh, and we could cover that and take a look at that in the next show so that was my recommendation uh, for 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 this show this time all right okay so now i'm been pressing pressing along a little bit because i wanted to make sure that we got plenty of time for this in focus, focus section because um, we're going to be chatting to Marius Scripsgard of the Ubiports project. So uh, chuffed to bits to have you here with us, Marius. Um, how how are you? How are things going? I'm excellent. I'm Good stuff. Ex excited and thankful that you guys invited me here. You're more than welcome. It's great. Uh, it's great to have you on and uh, to be able to talk a little bit more about this. Okay, so first of all, uh, can you tell us a little bit about the Ubiports project, what it is you're doing, and what problem it is that you're trying to solve? Uh, first of all, I can start with the problem. Uh, the problem that I see is there is a lack of Ubuntu Touch devices. Um, and as we see in the Android community, there is lots of ROM. Uh, you can just install SciGemod and it just works on nearly every device. And that's the problem that I want to fix. I want to to be able to install Ubuntu or or KDE Plasma Mobile on your phone without needing to port it yourself. Uh, just install one command and install it on your device. Like for example, this Fairphone. Oh, okay. Which phone is that you've got there? This is the Fairphone 2. It's a okay. modular this, uh, phone. I have one here. This, the Fairphone is actually pretty cool. Uh, I have one here. You can actually take the screen off uh, the phone with just two, two of these um, 
clips at the bottom, and then you just shove it forward, and the whole screen can take the whole screen off. Just wow. like that. And everything is modular. You can, everything is labeled. It's just one screw holding some parts, and someone just clipped in. Fantastic. That's really good. Um, and, and you say that that's now running Ubuntu Touch. Yes. Awesome. That's really, really good. That's really good. So, um, okay, so that's what you're trying to do. So, uh, so how many devices at the moment have you got Ubuntu Touch working on to date? I have some problems with my, my camera. Uh, yeah, I, I noticed that. We lost, lost you there. Um, well, well, we've still got your audio, though, uh, Marius. Um, okay. Perhaps you'll be able to get your camera working again. Uh, yeah. Uh, just give me a minute to reload the page. Okay. Cool, cool. That's no problem at all. Um, so, um, well, whilst we just have a digression from that, of course, one of the things that I saw uh, mentioned here, of course, is that um, Kubuntu Podcast, we've now got a Steam gaming group, haven't we, uh, Aaron? Uh, we've got a, yes, a bit of a... Cool, cool. Um, and um, how can we, uh, how can people, get, what do people need to search for to find out about that? Do, do they go on Steam and search for just Kubuntu? E, I need to go into the group section, steamcommunity.com slash group, so you can search for a Kubuntu podcast in there. Okay. Cool, cool. Well, I know there's a few of us starting to gather around there, and uh, there's a little bit of interest uh, going on. So uh, maybe we'll get a chance to visit that a little bit more when we come to the gaming section uh, in a little while. But uh, but Marius has fixed his camera, so uh, yeah. he's back. So so how many uh, how many devices have you got Ubuntu Touch running on so far, then, Marius? I have quite a few actually, uh, and I something that uh, I just got working as we was in this uh, blue button call, is now the Nexus 7. I just got it to work, uh, and it's now running Ubuntu Touch. It has has no Wi-Fi or stuff like that, uh, but it's at least booting Ubuntu Touch, and the graphical interface is working. Uh, other than that, I have the Fairphone, as I mentioned. Um, I also have the OnePlus One, running and that has a voice call and everything working I don't have a sim card in it right now um, but that's working on this device 4g and all that good stuff um, we also have the oneplus X uh, this doesn't have battery on it uh, but it's booting Ubuntu touch um, okay. on charging um, which you probably can see because the cam my camera died again. Yeah, I noticed that, but carry on. You'll have to be a bit more descriptive, which is good for the audio listeners anyway. So tell us a bit about the phone that you're holding up. <clears throat> yeah, it's, it's the Nexus 5. Um, oh, okay. The Nexus 5 is quite interesting uh, because that's the device that is fully working. Everything is working on it right now. I just got everything working here last week. Uh, and it's now a perfect daily driver. I have actually been using this device as my daily driver myself. Uh, and I I absolutely love it. Okay. And um and I please do have more I have more devices. You've got more? Yes, <laughs> keep going. Tell us. Tell, take us through them all. Tell us all of the devices that you've got. Ubuntu Touch working on, and tell us a little bit about the device. If there's anything in specifically interesting or or um, novel about it, uh, I have one more that's it's running Ubuntu Touch. Uh, that's a tablet, uh, <coughs> Nexus Seven tablet, uh, and I also I got two more devices that does not yet uh, boot Ubuntu Touch. Actually, I got three more devices that does not boot Ubuntu Touch yet. Uh, the two. Two that's least interesting is the Nexus 5X and the OnePlus 2. But the one that actually is one of my favorite devices right now uh, that I absolutely love to see Ubuntu Touch on is the OnePlus 3. Um, mm -hmm. it, has, it has 6 gigabit uh, amount of RAM 
uh, it has excellent camera and processor is just excellent on it. So it's a perfect converged device. And um, and, and th th that's the sorry. Could you re just repeat the uh, the model of that again? It's a one plus three. The newest one plus three. One plus three. I'm just going to quickly look that up because that what you said there when you said six gig. Does it come with six gigs of RAM on board? <laughs> yes, it has six gigs with RAM. It's wow. That sounds amazing. And So what is the amazing profile its processor? I couldn't hear what you say. You are uh, cutting out. I'm sorry. I tried to load the one OnePlus 3 website, and it tried to stream some video in on me to tell me all about it, and everything went wrong. <laughs> so I got, I got rid of that. But, uh, but I am going to put a link in the, uh, in the show notes in this seg segment for that one. Um, so forgive me if I didn't get uh, the answer to that, Marius. So you say it's got six gigs of RAM, uh, and you said it's a perfect converged device. So what do you mean when you say that? Does it work with a, an external monitor? And if so, how? And... Uh, yeah, it does work with an external monitor, but uh, it's wirelessly. Uh, it's doing it through the Mirecast Myer, protocol, or as we call it, uh, the Ethercast. Uh, <laughs> and that's what um, I would say a commercial device isn't necessarily a device with HDMI. A commercial device, in my opinion, is a device that can handle a desktop uh, environment. Uh, so let's say the OnePlus One, uh, let's say the uh, the OnePlus 3, which has 6 gigabyte RAM, uh, one of the most powerful uh, system on chips or and CPUs out there, uh, it can definitely run some of the most popular Linux apps. Okay. And so, um, so for example, for somebody who's suddenly highly interested and excited, like me, <laughs> um, how do I go about uh, if I buy a OnePlus 3 obviously I can't buy this with Ubuntu Touch installed from the manufacturer so um, so how do I go about doing that do I come to the Ubuntu ports website or do I send it to you in Norway um... uh, right now uh, it doesn't have Ubuntu Touch running on it um, It's I just got the device uh, I guess it was last week or two weeks ago. Uh, I haven't yet got around to start porting on it. Um, as you might know, I have lots of devices to go through. Um, but uh, when it's running Ubuntu Touch, uh, it's really easy actually. Uh, you install the necessary tools uh, from the software center or, uh, or Snappy. It will be a Snappy patch package soon where you can just download it um, and also when you have that downloaded you run one command uh, and it sets up everything on your phone you might have to unlock the bootloader at first uh, but that's very good documented on our website and also documented on the forums uh, on OnePlus <laughs> Okay. All right. So, um, so essentially, reasonably straightforward and easy for a beginner like me to do. Then, yeah, <coughs> we try right. to make it make it as easy as we can. That's that's one of my goals. Have it easy where everyone can do it. Mm hmm. Yeah, that's well. That's very important um, to be able to do that. All right. So we're, we're moving on from the one plus three. What other devices have you got going on there that you've got it working on? <clears throat> uh, one of the devices that I have it good working on. That was actually the first device I got it working on. Is the one plus one, and the one plus one is it does have amazing hardware also. Uh, so that's also a good uh, commercial device, but it isn't as good as uh, the OnePlus 3, obviously. Uh, but uh, this is now becoming uh, one of the most... Uh, 
it isn't no it was the most powerful Ubuntu touch device um, but the profile stole its place uh, but it is pretty high up there as uh, spec wise uh, and nearly everything is working on it like Wi-Fi is working, Bluetooth is working, voice call is working, uh, 4G is working and uh, it just and it had better battery life than uh, than Android has yeah that's really cool that is really really cool um and uh certainly i love the idea of um a converged phone with um you know all that ram and using xmir um etc that sounds it almost sounds like you can kind of i have this kind of vision in my head of being able to have no computer at work no laptop at work just a monitor sitting on my desk and a bluetooth keyboard and mouse and i roll into work with my phone chuck it on the desk connect it to the monitor via wireless and bluetooth and off i go use the phone all day uh, as my desktop computer and then leave the office and uh, and on i go again and uh, uh, that's actually something uh, i just want to throw it in there i don't know if you've heard about the next stock um no i didn't but essentially it's a laptop uh but it's not a laptop. It doesn't have anything in it, uh, like hardware-wise. It just have battery, a Bluetooth keyboard, and a Bluetooth keypad, and then the screen, of course. So it looks like a laptop, uh, but you can connect your Ubuntu phone to it, and you use your phone as the hardware itself. And I really think that is really cool. Um, and that's something, like, for example, we can take where you can just take it with you and connect your phone to it and you have full uh, Linux desktop. All right. Are you ready and that... Yeah, go ahead, Aaron, yeah. Um, so how did people get started with the... How did you start the project? Uh, how we can start with it, uh, first I started with the OnePlus One started playing around with it, and uh, I wanted to try to port Ubuntu Touch, uh, and I got it working at the end. Uh, and then I saw that it was really hard for other developers to to kind of understand uh, and port Ubuntu Touch because it's so different from Android, uh, and most of the Android developers did expect it to be kind of the same. Um, and I didn't see much result uh, of new devices popping up. Uh, so that's why I started UB ports. First, it started out as this community uh, that was around to make documentations better and have a community around it. And then it slowly grew into to me getting more devices and uh, and to how it is today where we have lots of devices and um, and we still 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 do uh, documentation and all that so that's not going away but um, we kind of expanded it to to where i did most of the porting uh, but still everyone can come and port uh, and help out the ubi port project Okay, and so, uh, uh, so, so you're obviously so you're looking to grow the community of of technical people that are getting involved and helping working on this. Um, so, where do people get in touch with you, Marius, to uh, to find out more about that? How can the community reach out to you? I'm always on the IRC. I'm always there, and uh, Maro Grip on IRC, uh, and I also am on the uh, the UbiPorts forums. And also, you can send me an email. Uh, my email address uh, is listed on ubports.com. You can find the contact information there. Okay. Cool, cool. All right. Um, so, I guess the next question then is obviously, you've been working on this for a, a little while. Uh, and obviously, there are going to be various devices. I've got various different quirks and attributes. So what, what's been the hardest device to port Ubuntu Touch to? 
Oh yeah, the hardest device uh, is definitely 64-bit devices, ARM 64-bit devices, uh, and non-Nexus devices. Um, the reason for that is Nexus devices are often more open uh, than other devices. Uh, and also 64-bit is not quite supported in Ubuntu Touch because Ubuntu Touch is 34-bit, but it runs on top of 64-bit Android. Uh, so it's that's definitely those two harder devices. Uh, uh, and the hardest device that I would say has been the Nexus 5X. I haven't been able to port it just yet. Right. So that so that you're still wrestling with that one. And um, yeah. so so what's been your blocker at the moment? Kind of let, let could, could we get into the technicalities of that a little bit? Kind of. Do you know what's blocking you? What is what? What what are your next steps from here? Uh, the biggest blocker, obviously, is time. Uh, I don't have that much time to work on that device. Other um, than that, is the 64-bit. I'm not familiar with it. Uh, the kernel has to be different. The tool tool chains have to be different, uh, and the build system is different. Uh, our build system, uh, our Android tree, is not optimized for 64-bit devices yet. So that's quite a lot of work that I need to do uh, there. Okay, okay, cool, cool. And um, so when you're uh, when you're going about doing these ports and uh, doing this, diff, what's the most difficult bit then? What's, the, what's the, the biggest challenge? What's the hardest bit of a port to do? The hardest bit, I would say, is the radio bit, um, the the voice call and get it to work with cellular network, is definitely the hardest one um, because so much of it is locked down, uh, and some of it is locked down due to laws uh, because you have to have locked down the source code for the radio, so people can't modify the frequency and everything. Uh, so radio. I would say radio and GPS are the two worst or hardest thing to port. And um, so do you think uh, those problems might be solved uh, perhaps if the manufacturers would be a bit more helpful and uh, uh, perhaps give you access perhaps to some of their internal information um, or assist there? And do you think there's any hope of that happening? Uh, it would be very helpful uh, to have the manufacturer help out, yes. Uh, but I would also like to see more of the drivers be open, uh, more open source, because most of the drivers in Android is closed sourced. Um, the graphic stack is closed source, the <laughs> is closed source or closed source. Uh, and that's the hardest thing. Uh, working with closed source drivers is really hard. Yeah. Uh, hmm. All right. Okay. And um, so, you got a question there, Aaron? Yeah. Um, have any uh, OEMs, uh, original equipment and manufacturers, reached out to you to give you? Uh, yeah. Um, Fairphone did. Uh, and and OnePlus didn't connect me directly, but they contacted uh, Canonical. And actually, same with Fairphone, they connected to Canonical, uh, and Canonical come to me. Nice. Cool. Yeah, cool. Okay, so uh, so you're working. So you're working quite closely with Canonical uh, on, uh, on the on Ubuntu Touch on platforms. So, for example. Was, did you have any? Um, did you do any work on the BQ stuff, the Aqua the uh, Aquarius? No. Okay. That's, that's all. All I, I don't know who's doing that, but I my guess would be BQ is doing the work. Okay. Cool, doing it themselves. All right. Good stuff. Well, I know one of the questions that. Uh, people in the community here at uh, Kubuntu in the KDE community will want to ask is, of course, um, what's, uh, what's the reports is, uh, you know, what's your view on Plasma Mobile? And um, 
do you think there is uh, any scope for you getting plasma mobile or doing anything with uh, KDE and plasma mobile on, on mobile devices? What do you think? Yeah, I, I do love choices and I would love to see more plasma mobile devices. Uh, right now, the only two devices I have seen is Nexus 5 and Bontus 1. Um, and I, I would love to see every device that I have run Plasma Mobile, where users can choose if they want Ubuntu Touch and run Unity 8, or if they want uh, Plasma Mobile. Um, i always been that uh, on desktop and everything, so choice is good. Uh, and I would love to, to see more Plasma Mobile, yes and more desktop environment for that matter. Yeah, so that'd be really good. So I, I know that uh, there'll be people in the Kubuntu and the KDE community that are watching the podcast uh, who are probably um, involved in uh, the development or, or certainly working uh, in the communities around Plasma Mobile. Um, and I certainly know some of us have got uh, connections with Sebastian. Um, if uh, if those people are interested in in contacting you and getting in touch with you, um, I, I, I take it that that'd be a welcome offering. And should they just use the same community channels to get in touch with you? How should they go about that, Marius? Uh, definitely, just send me an email or go to our forums or RSC. Uh, it's I would love to work uh, to get it to get more Ubuntu touch devices and to get more plasma mobile devices. So excellent. And also we have the servers available if uh, they want to host it on our side. All right, that's fantastic news. So I think that uh, so there's certainly opportunity there for people in the community to get involved and help and work with uh, with, with you on that as well, Marius. Um, Aaron, you've got another question there. Uh, how long have you been working on the project? And um, is it voluntary or are you being paid by Conical for it or an outside source? I have been working on it about a year. Uh, but it didn't really start much, uh, as much as it is now uh, before the start of this year. It was at the start of this year I really got into to starting porting. Uh, even though I have done uh, the OnePlus One long before that, uh, but it was definitely the start of this year or uh, some months, bef uh, some weeks before Christmas, I really started uh, doing porting. Uh, and yeah, it is voluntary. All I do is voluntary. I only uh, the only thing that I get for it is there is donations, but everything is voluntarily. But as I said that, I love doing this. So really, I, I, I don't mind doing this uh, voluntarily. Fantastic. Okay. Um, so now um, I know you've uh, you've got a you've got yourself set up or got an Ubiports project set up set up set up on Patreon. Um, could you tell us a bit more about that, Marius? Uh, yeah, uh, Patreon was an idea of a friend of mine uh, because I I kind of want to if I could work on this hundred uh, um, percent and quit my job essentially. Um, I could get more devices out. Uh, I could get lots of time to work on it. Uh, and then I could finish all my devices and maintain them and also get more devices uh, running up into touch. But as the situation is right now, I have to have a job. Uh, and when I have a job, you are at the job and you are late at home uh, and then you don't have that much time to to work on a mm. such such big project as Ubiposh has become. And so, uh, so hopefully, then, uh, so have you got any targets set for Patreon at the moment that would, and what would those targets look like? Um, and would you entertain the possibility of working with Ubiports project full time if you could generate uh, enough support through Patreon? Yes, definitely, I would love to work on this 100% and, and that's kind of my, my goal 
to work on this 100%. Um, UB Force, it's, it's just my, my passion and I, I absolutely love working on it. Okay, and um, so now what I'd like you to do, if you can, is uh, do you have a link to your Patreon account? Perhaps you could post it in the uh, chat in Big Blue Button, and I'm going to add that to the show notes so that uh, people looking there can find out more about it as well. There we go, got that. That is absolutely fantastic, or at least it will be when I get it open, and uh, and I can copy the link across. So, uh, so people go there and go and take a look. Uh, and, uh, well, hopefully not just take a look, actually go and take, uh, go and become a Patreon to Ubiports as well. And, uh, and we can build that up and then, uh, and make some magic happen. So I really hope that that works out, um, and, um, and goes further forward. So, um, do you think we could rely upon you perhaps coming back on uh, the Kubuntu podcast, uh, towards the, uh, the latter end of this year, perhaps tell us how things have grown and uh, maybe we could revisit this and tell us how things are progressing, Marius. Yeah, that would be awesome. I would love to do that. Yeah, I think we'd really, we'd really love to love you to do that too. That'd be absolutely great. And um, now obviously we've got to get into the next segments of the, of the show, but, uh, but uh, maybe you'll, uh, you'll hang around with us until we finish the show. Yeah, I can do that. That's great. Thank you. Fantastic. All right. So, well, uh, it's really been interesting and I know you're doing some amazing work there. And uh, right after the show, I'm going to go and look at the one plus, uh, uh, the one plus three and uh, the, uh, the next doc you were talking about. That sounds really exciting stuff. Okay. Right. So big thanks there to Marius and, um, let's get into our next segment. So now before I go there though, let me, uh, take, take you on a little journey and tell you about our new sponsor that Aaron has pulled in for us. So this is from Linode and uh, basically uh, during talks with Linode, um, they have uh, agreed to sponsor us with an awesome VPS, virtual private server. Uh, we've got some super fast SSDs and uh, really great backplane uh, for data connections and of course fantastic support from the guys there. And uh, so we've got to give those guys a big shout out for providing us with a, a server for the next year that we can use in our uh, Kubuntu Dojo and we can also use it as build servers and, uh, and of course we're going to uh, be having uh, Yoffel in our community who's going to take care of setting that up and organizing that for us so uh, thank you big big thank you to Lino for supporting us here in the uh, Kubuntu community so it's not just on this podcast uh, obviously Kubuntu podcast is also an integral part of the Kubuntu uh, distribution community so that sponsorship goes out to the community as well so we're really grateful for that and we'll tell you a little bit more about what we've been doing with that in the future and how things are working for us using that virtual private server from Linode so big big thanks to that um, I've got some updates in the developer feedback section. As you know, we have a uh, team call meeting before this podcast where we catch up with the developers, find out what's been going on. Um, key news at the moment, of course, is that um, Plasma 5.7 has now been released and uh, there's been a video uh, sorry, a video posted about that, um, which you can find on our uh, G Plus channel. We've shared it and uh, loads of improvements. Once again, uh, Plasma 5 is just going from strength to strength. Um, been some discussion about getting that back ported into Zinial. Um, it looks like actually that's more likely to be headed for Yakety. It's not going to be uh, a media into Zinial back ports um, because we're still dependent on QT 5.6.1. Now our uh, Awesome Super Ninja, uh, recently appointed, Asheron UK, has been working hard on this in the background, and he's got Q5.6.1 working in testing, but it's uh, given us a few stability issues with some of the other parts of the system as well. So that's going to take a little bit more work, and as you know, um, we're not going to be putting things into, uh, into the Kubuntu distribution if it's not stable and it's not ready for production use. Uh, so that's a little bit of background news from the developers there. Um, did you pick up any other additional uh, Kubuntu developer feedback, Aaron, while you were out on your travels? No, that was what was discussed, uh, being discussed before the podcast. That's what I caught. Cool. All right. That's cool. Good stuff. Okay, so now we are going to have a, have to go with a little bit of an overrun here. We're going to over 
run the show just a few minutes, but uh, oh, do you know what? I can't. I forget how many times I've been told to relax about the time. Don't worry, just carry on. And uh, and anyway, so you know, we're not so punctual, we're not so organised, but that's what you love about the Kabuntu podcast. Anyway, all right, let's get our game on. So uh, it's coming over to you now, Aaron, and um, we've got uh, got some little bit of stuff about the Steam Group. Put the link in there and. Uh, over to you, my friend. What's going on in our game on section? So the last uh, podcast, I gave a little hint that this game is going to be ninjas. So I'm giving a little gameplay video for uh, Shadow Warrior that's available on Linux and runs good on Kubuntu. Mama's widow demons all grown up. You really don't remember what you did to get banished? No idea. My memories are like a blank wall. I got kicked out of the Amati Roxy Club for life. I can't remember that night either. Is that supposed to be comforting? Well, that. Uh... Yeah, that sounds that sounds really great, and uh, that's a great uh, recommendation. There, if we've got four and a half stars for that, that's uh, that's really good. And uh, love the Kubuntu logos for the star system, Aaron. Yeah, buddy, that's great. Talking about that, I thought you would really like. Yeah, that's absolutely fantastic. That's all recorded on my uh, desktop machine with Open B Open Broadcaster Studio and edited in Cadian Live. Excellent, excellent. Yeah, so um, KDN Live is kind of the, the primary video editor in Kubuntu. There are other other video editors do exist, but you can download KDN Live from the uh, Discover Software Center as well. All right, great. Well, thanks for another great review there, Aaron. Really appreciate you doing that. And it's uh, it's improving every time you do it. That's, uh, that's really, really awesome. Uh, so appreciate that. That's fantastic. All right. So, well, um, of course... It has to come at some point, doesn't it? And uh, I'm feeling really bad today uh, because, of course, I didn't get organized enough and I didn't organize ahead enough for Ovidi Florin to uh, to be here. He has joined us in the show, and he's uh, but he's kept quiet in the background. And um, uh, you have my sincere apologies, mate. And afterwards, I will uh, get organized and set up the uh, dates for show 15 and get all of that administration in order. Uh, I am going to write it off as a legacy of all the terrible horrific car crash show that we had for uh, for show 13 um but there we are okay so uh, well once again you know uh, fantastic and thank you so much for joining us today uh, marius and taking time out to tell us about the orb approach project thank you mate thank you for having me it's been a pleasure to be here yeah, it's been it's been really really interesting. You're doing some amazing stuff there, and you're working really hard. Uh, and it just shows you what what can be achieved uh, when uh, when you just play around with things and just have a bit of fun. Um, that's what we've been doing in the dojo as well. We've been encouraging that in the uh, Kubuntu dojo to get set up, come and find out about the tools, 
play around, have a bit of fun. You'll be amazed at what you can achieve. Of course, there are going to be many fails, but mastery of any, uh, of any, any particular, uh, uh, any uh, mastery of anything, uh, simply means that you need to have failed many more times uh, than a beginner has tried. Okay, so uh, it's been wonderful having you guys here with us today. Uh, now you can get in touch with the uh, Kubuntu podcast. Uh, you can find out about Kubuntu and the community and all the cool things that we're up to on the Kubuntu website, kubuntu.org. Of course, you can chat with us in the community anytime, day or night. You can find us on IRC dot freenode.net in the hash kubuntu channel um, we have telegram groups for support the cafe and the telegram news channel as well links to that all in the show notes uh, now our primary social platform is google plus that's where we uh, do we, we operate most of the, most of the time you can follow us on google plus you'll find us as plus kubuntu podcast and that's where you'll find the show notes and the show events pages and everything else course get in touch with us on facebook and twitter and reddit and linkedin um, and of course don't forget to subscribe to our youtube channel and uh, give us a good thumbs up and share our videos when you get the chance so it's been a really great show it's all worked platforms working great some guests in the room with us today clive joe asheron uk human being jim avantis yo phil awesome guys so glad that you guys could be down here in the studio uh, and of course you my co-host aaron and it's been great working with you again on the show um so uh i'm gonna say cheerio to everybody now thanks for watching thanks for being here on the kubuntu podcast my name is rick timis and i'll see you soon hey guys it's aaron nice seeing you thanks for the also good reviews uh mentions of the reviews i've been doing review on review conception um see you on the next one guys bye bye mario <laughs>